0: What's up, guys? This is a show where we talk about business, marriage, and family. I'm Greg. And I'm Courtney. And we're booming into business. What are some of your guys' goals? Now, if you're listening, do you have goals right now? Do you set goals? How often do you set these goals? How often do you go back and look at these goals? Um, can you even remember the last goal you set? <laughs> um, so what about goals? Why are goals important? Why should we be setting them? How do we set them? Yeah. What kind of goals should we have? Let's just talk about that a little bit.
1: So, I mean, the reason you should set goals is because it gives you something to work towards. But I think it's important to say that, like, goals goals are not like this hard, fast rule. So, like, just because you set a goal doesn't mean it can't change. It doesn't mean that if you don't hit it, you failed. So, that's important. Now, you should always strive for your goals, but there's this dance around it where it can be very Oh, I was supposed to hit a million in sales. I hit nine hundred ninety nine. That, like, okay, like, let's yeah. not be too on the nose well, here.
0: I think if you're achieving all your goals consistently, your goals aren't big enough.
1: Exactly. You're, you're yeah. playing
0: scared. So your goals should be so big that they that they scare you a little bit, and your goals should be so big that you don't hit them often, but you get close. Mm-hmm. You know, it's easy for me to say I want to make hundred bucks, and I go out and make ninety bucks, or even if I hit hundred twenty bucks. Oh, I hit my goal time. Well, great. It's a it's hundred bucks. Like that. that's nothing. But I say, oh, I want to make, you know, 500,000. I want to make a million. I want to make, you know, 5 million in the next three years. And three years from now I get to 3.7. Well, guess what? It's not five, but it's a lot better than a hundred bucks. Yeah. So I think people set their goals too low because they're scared to set big goals. They don't know really how to set goals. And you feel good when you accomplish something and there's something to be said about that and hitting those little wins and having a couple smaller mm-hmm. goals so you can build some momentum. But if the majority of your goals are, are so small that you're consistently just knocking them out of the park your goals aren't big enough well, and you're not doing it right.
1: Yeah. I feel like there's no challenge there. Um, but I, I wanted to give an example. So at the beginning of the year, I set a bunch of goals and I created a vision board. So I just, grab my phone and on my lock screen is my vision board. And it's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven images. Um, And those are seven things that I really wanted to focus on this year. Now they've already changed. Like they've 100% already changed some because I, and some of them I did and then backed on, backed out of. But um, one example is I wanted to hit 250,000 in revenue for my business. Well, then I decided to take a backseat in my business for a little bit and, and back off. I was just feeling called in different places. Well, I was also just doing some quick math. And if I were to be working full time with the hours that I'm working, I wouldn't be crazy off of that goal, not on it, but I don't want to work full time. So it's kind of like, okay. I didn't hit the goal, but like, if I were to work full time, I might be close. But again, it was a choice I chose for myself, or another goal was, you know, to hire someone to do my social media. I did that. And then I decided to take a backseat on the stuff I was doing my business. So I stopped doing that. But like, I did it. So the reason I say all this is because I put the goals at my forefront so I could see them. Some goals were monetary, some goals were oriented around the both of us. Some goals were oriented just around my business. Some were personal. Um, You know, one of them was for us to spend two weeks at the beach this Christmas. We still don't know if we're going to do that or not. We're basically just like, if happens, happens. Like, if we go, we go kind of thing, Um, because that's obviously a little different of a goal um but it's I'm, still
0: a goal and i think that's important for people to, you know for you guys to really
1: yeah
0: understand is not all goals have to be about money or about mm-hmm. your job or about Wait. losing weight that's a that's a huge one that's probably the probably yeah. one of the biggest ones if not the biggest one every new year's which is another thing that we're going to dive into is most people only set their goals january 1st mm-hmm. and then statistically within three to six weeks everyone's failed and most people have stopped Mm -hmm. chasing those goals um but really another thing is and we'll kind of get into the new year's thing but also like a goal without a plan is just a dream Mm -hmm. so most people and i've been guilty of this too will have goals in mind but they never write down any kind of action plan or steps or any way to obtain it so really you're just daydreaming about it because if you don't have a plan you have no it'd be like trying to take a road trip without a map or a GPS. Yeah. You don't know where you're going.
1: You just kind of hopefully you're going in the right direction.
0: And then you, you know, you get lost and you get turned around and then you end up not getting where you want to go. So, you know, you have to set your goals, but then you have to put a plan in place. Like saying, I want to lose 20 pounds and that's it. Well, how are you going to do it? Well, I'm going to eat healthier and work out. Okay. What are you eating? What Mm -hmm. do your meals look like? What's your workout look like? Are you working out twice a week, three times a week, twice a day? Mm -hmm. Are you lifting? Are you walking? Are you running? What are you doing? And you have to really break it down because the more detailed you get, the more likely you are to hit those goals. And something I've recently learned that I haven't implemented fully yet um, is, you know, most people, like I said, set that goal on January 1st. And within a few weeks they're done with it. But people who achieve at a high level will be evaluating, pivoting, changing, updating goals throughout the entire year, you know, quarterly or monthly. And then people who achieve at an elite level are setting goals, not just yearly, quarterly and monthly, but weekly, daily, and sometimes even hour to hour. Mm -hmm. Um, And those are people who are really achieving at a high level. And most of us think goal setting is, you know, setting up a a New Year's resolution on January 1st, and that's all we do. And we wonder why there's such a disparity in people who achieve at a high level compared to the rest of us.
1: Yeah, no, that's a good point. Um, I definitely think we all could do a better job of evaluating our goals. I say we all as in like you and I, (laughs) I can't speak to anyone else, but um, evaluating our goals more fluidly. But I think this is one of the first years where we've really put our goals at the forefront like this is what we're thinking and some of our goals are like okay that that doesn't make sense this year so for example one of our goals was to get uh like a Nissan Envy or something like that um and I think realistically that we don't need it yet so we can wait a year
0: for those of you don't know it's a big old van (laughs) for people who have a lot of kids
1: yeah um but we kind of you know and that's the important thing of reevaluating your goals is sometimes you make a goal and then as some time passes, that goal doesn't make sense anymore. It doesn't fit your your current positioning. Things change, and that's the beauty of the you setting your goals is you can change them, and it's not like you are stuck to this one thing and have to keep to it. And that's why I think it's important to revisit your goals on a regular basis. But don't just change them because you're not hitting them.
0: Uh, that's exactly change what them I was because saying. you
1: have to pivot, or it is no longer important. Um, another goal of ours that has already changed is. We originally said we wanted to place 10 vending machines this year. Well, then we were thinking about placing ice vending machines, and we realized it doesn't make sense to place the ice vending machines until closer to next spring. Yeah,
0: at the at the point we are now, right by time we could get them installed, it'd yes. be going in the winter time. Um, so it just wouldn't make sense. So it's something we have to kind of get it to where it's getting rolled out in the spring right. or something where people are actually gonna be using it so we're not paying for something right after we invest in, in it season. for basically no no cash flow coming in from that investment.
1: Exactly. So then that goes back to the 10 vending machines. Well we may still be able to replace 10 vending machines but now we're kind of like well let's just kind of see Let's start with the first one and then assess, like, how many do we want to get, like, locations, etc. So it's a goal we're literally in the middle of revisiting right now. We don't know what that's going to reshape to, but we we decided to pivot it, and that was fine.
0: Yeah, and I think that's the big thing is you can pivot when necessary, and that's why you're constantly updating your goals, whether you're, Mm -hmm. you know, getting closer to one, you see something that's not working, you need to adjust it. But yeah, like you said, you don't adjust it because you're not hitting it. So if you say, we're gonna, you know, we're gonna make a million dollars this year, we're gonna do, we're gonna have this revenue stream, this revenue, this revenue, we're gonna be bringing this, rolling out this product uh, or, you know, whatever your goal is. And then, you know, you get to July, August and you're at 300,000, you don't say, well, let's just, uh, we're gonna change our goal and modify it to 375, just mm-hmm. so you can hit your goal. Like that's not what we're talking about. We're yeah. talking about, you know, like your, your business was a great example. You had a goal to hit a certain number in revenue this year through your business but as we start progressing through the year we have decided that it made more sense for our family for you well not just for our family but you felt more comfortable kind of stepping over really trying to help in the coatings business but also we had some other things that we wanted to do that you felt a lot more passionate about than what you were doing so mm-hmm. you decided to make a change and just be like if you had a career and you decided there's another job that you wanted to do a little bit more mm-hmm. and you know left that One place of employment went somewhere else that kind of changes, you know, the aspect of what you're doing, maybe some of your goals, but that's just a pivot and you reevaluate and reset the goals from there. But you don't just change goals to achieve goals.
1: Exactly. Yes, that's a perfect, perfectly summed up right there. Um, but I think there's something to be said about okay, how how do I pick what goals I'm gonna do and how do I, how do I set goals? So I know for me, I think about what do I want to accomplish? And I'm a very like check off the to-do list type of person. So it's somewhat easy for me to big picture look. And I kind of try to think of it in in the realms of marriage, family, or children, and and business, which is family, children, but more specifically like our our children, family, and then um, business. But, and I think in our goals, you know, I did that. Um, And also personal. So I guess it's like four categories. Goals for myself personally goals for my business, uh, goals for our children and family unit, and the goals for our marriage. So one of our goals for our marriage I had this year was to do a date every week. I wanted to prioritize us and ourselves. And I would say 85% of our dates have been at home. And a lot of them have been us just sitting and going to us company, talking, watching a movie, which is fine because all I wanted to do was put a priority on that time where it was minimal phones you know, we couldn't talk about business, we couldn't do any of those things, like, it was intentional time away from that, um, yeah, and
0: I think even hearing that, for some people, you know, you might listen to them and be like, oh, you just watch a movie, like, watch a movie every single day, like, we don't watch, like, <sighs> time alone, where we're not working on stuff, isn't as abundant as, like, you probably assume it is, like, obviously, we have the kids all day, Um, so, like, you only get so much i guess adult conversation you can yeah. have um when they're awake but even so like when they go to sleep normally we're trying to do a few business things get the house put together get ready for the next day um we have a lot of meetings and calls in the evenings after the kids go to bed throughout the week mm-hmm. um we just have a lot of stuff going on typically um so that time where it's we're putting our phones away we're not scrolling facebook we're not watching reels on instagram we're not you know, we're giving each other undivided attention. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there's something to be said about that. And I don't think enough people do it, like, like do that. Even if you watch TV with someone a lot, are you really, are you just, you're sitting on one side of the couch, you sitting on the other side of the couch and you like, you don't talk, you don't communicate. You don't even show them that you're happy that they're in your presence. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think there's, that's one of the things that's a big focus for us is we try to, play games or play a board game or play cards or something on some of our dates. we went out to the movies a few times or out to eat a few times. Um, but with three little kids, we can't do that often. Um, so even when we watch a movie, we make sure like we're, we're talking, we're hanging out, we're close to each other. Uh, and we're really enjoying the time together.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and I think it's important to have your goals be in, in multiple facets across so another one of, you know, we had like specific business goals, kind of talked about that a little. Um, a family goal was the beach vacation and the Nissan Envy. Um, and then personal goals of mine was to read more. I think I had said one book a month and two audiobooks, like physically read one book a month and listen to two audiobooks. I'm way off on that. Like that goal is not, I could catch up on it. It would turn, it would monetarily be not monetarily, numerically be the same, but I wouldn't have actually done it like one a month. But that, I mean, it's still the same thing. It's it equates to the same, but um, It'd be I, a <laughs> it wasn't procrastination. It was like sleep. But um, I think it's just important that you have goals in each area. Um, and I'm still looking for something to do myself, like to just go out and leave the house and do like once a week. Um, that's been a goal is to find like a hobby or even just hang out with some friends, you know, once a week, that's like no husbands, no kids kind of thing, like actual mom girl time kind of thing, or go find like a hobby that I can go out and do that is fun or whatever. I don't know, but I haven't, I haven't gotten to that one yet, but that's okay. Cause I didn't say I had to do it immediately. It was just finding something that I could do on a regular basis. Like you go and play basketball pretty regularly. I feel like, Sometimes you get busy and you can't fit it in. I missed two
0: and a half months straight.
1: Okay. Well, they're also very busy two and a half months. Mm. But I'm saying in general, like for you, like it's, you go play basketball or go do something of that nature. Like, you know, that weekly they're playing. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's just finding something like that for me. And I think it's important that we take care of ourselves and utilize our goals in all areas, not just business specifically, or like we said, losing weight or, well, you know watching less tv less social media like get creative like you know your goal could be to um organize your house more or declutter or it could be to be more patient or you know go you know, on
0: a walk with my family 5 days a week
1: yeah like they don't have to be so culturally driven
0: well i think a big thing to remember is the goals try to make your goals about you. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, they they say comparison is a thief thief of joy. So just, you know, it's easy to look at everyone else and see other people's lives or what they're doing, what they're accomplishing and want to try to set similar goals. But those goals you know, they're not going to work for you. Everyone's circumstances are a little bit different. Our family dynamics, our financial situations, everything is a little different for each person, each family. So you have to set goals that make sense for you and your family. Um, You know, the ultimate goal is just to be better than you were the day before. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you don't have to get, you know, you're not getting substantially better overnight and it's not like it's going to be like you get better one time and you're good forever. Mm-hmm. You know, you're constantly getting better. Like you don't go work out one time and say one well, fit for life. <laughs> it's a constant working out, Yeah. you know, several days a week or a couple of days a week. And it's a constant thing. Like if you keep working out and eating fairly good, most of the time, you'll stay pretty healthy for a while. If yeah. you, Eat McDonald's and donuts and drink Coke every single day, and that's your diet, and you don't work out and you sit around and watch TV all day, you probably won't stay healthy very long. And even for you with the high metabolism, that will go away. Don't worry, give it time.
1: That's what makes me sad Um, because I did just start working out again. You know, between I was talking to someone the other day, and I used to work out all the time before having kids, I was very active. Emerson's pregnancy was really rough on me. And then I worked out a little in Lucas, whatever, I've been pregnant or breastfeeding and not getting any, like when I say not getting any sleep, I mean, literally not getting any sleep for almost four years straight. And so, you know, I guess that's what three kids in three years will do to you. And so I started working out, you know, this past week and I couldn't even like put weights with my lifts because I was like, I'm just so done. And I know part of it is my body is still so exhausted from, uh, getting adequate sleep but I was like this sucks I used to be so like in such good shape physically and even though I look the same I've lost a lot of muscle and that like it, it kind of is like and, defeating
0: yeah and it goes away a lot faster than you can get it back yeah so and like I was saying you know it's not you don't just work out once and you're fit for life and you don't just work out one really hard intense workout and then like you're good like it's everything is being stacked Mm
1: -hmm. daily.
0: So, you know, yes, you could sit down and read a hundred pages of a book one day, but if you don't pick that book up for eight months, you know, you, you haven't gotten very far, whereas opposed to if you just read 10 pages a day, well, pretty quickly, not only do you catch the person who just sat down and read a hundred pages in one day, you're going to pass them. And by the time, you know, all those months go by and they finally read again, you know, you're several books past them at that point. Mm -hmm. So you're not going to get it all at one time. It's going to take little incremental things done repeatedly over time. Yeah. And I think setting your goals, right. Setting goals that are appropriate for you. That makes sense for you and your family. um, Setting those goals and then putting in a plan, having some action plan. How am I going to do this? If I'm trying to lose weight or I'm trying to build muscle. I'm going to eat these kind of foods. Maybe I'm going to get, you know, you can get the details. I'm going to eat this Monday, Wednesday, Friday for breakfast. I'm going to eat this Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday, Sunday for breakfast. And you have everything mapped out. I'm going to mm. do these lifts Monday, Wednesday, Friday, Saturday, Tuesday, Thursday, Sunday. I'm going to do a walk and a stretch and you have everything laid out. And when you have those things laid out, you have an exact map to follow and how you're going to get there. Mm -hmm. And this is something I've struggled with. So that's why I say it not from like a, here's what to do. I'm saying like, I've done it and I've been bad about it. And I'm still working on getting better at setting the goal, putting in not just a plan, but a detailed plan. Mm
1: -hmm. So you can execute
0: on those things.
1: And I think it is hard because like when life gets busy or things happen and it makes you pivot, people tend to get, they go back to what's comfortable to them because they're like, oh, everything's crazy. I'm all out of whack. Like I just gotta take a step back and I'll get back into it. Um, And I think that's when more importantly, you need to push for your goals because you can't just stop and do things when it gets uncomfortable. And I think getting busy isn't an excuse not to tackle your goals because realistically, are you busy? Or are you kind of busy during the week, but then you spend, you know, three hours binging TV that evening?
0: Well, i would say most people are busy, but they're not productive.
1: Oh, yeah, that's a good way to put it. So
0: you're doing a lot of things, but you're not really getting anything done. Yep. So you have to get away from just being busy and focus on being productive. And having a plan in place allows you to do that more efficiently. Um, Well,
1: kind of speak a little bit. I think a really good example of this is um, your power list. It's basically like five mini goals every day. So kind of like explain what is the power list and how you've been using it.
0: Yeah, so I started using that and basically what it is is you put on five things that you they're called critical tasks five critical tasks that you have to complete that day uh and it's not a to-do list it's not a task list it's not you know i'm not gonna put i have to um like to me mowing the lawn is not a critical task it's something that needs to get done but that's not really moving the needle so for me it'd be um trying to connect with a business contact, trying to follow up with a customer, making sure I get products ordered for a job. Um, recording, a podcast. recording a podcast. Doing, you know, visualizing uh, things for the future. Things that are important, but also are going to move the needle in some way in one of the major areas I'm focused on. Um, you know, if you're a parent, you know, cleaning the kids' room. Probably, I wouldn't put that as a critical task, but maybe... Um, calling the doctor to schedule an appointment, that may be a critical task. Yeah. You need to do a checkup, you know, depending on... So, so it's it's things that are of high importance that need to get done to move the needle in your life in whatever area that is, not do the dishes, start mm-hmm. the laundry. That's a to-do list. That's not what this is. Yeah. And so you have these five things that you have to accomplish during the day. and
1: And they don't have to be elaborate.
0: No, it doesn't have to be. And honestly, m- most days... I can have one, two, maybe three of my things done after I get through my morning routine. So, um, you know, by eight, nine, ten o'clock, I can have two to three of those things off my list. Mm-hmm. Uh, most days, some days not, but it just depends. But then once I've gotten those things done, I mean, I feel like I've accomplished the day. I've set out what I wanted to do. I've won the day. Um, and anything else that happens is kind of like a bonus from there.
1: Yeah. And I think what's important to note is like the way you do it is you do those tasks. And like you said, everything else is a bonus. But like you could have all, let's just say, depending on the day, you could have all that stuff done by 10 a.m. And then you have the rest of the day to do whatever you want. It could be, okay, there's some more stuff that I could totally get done. Or it could be, I'm going go to go play basketball. I'm going to go clean the garage. I'm going to go work I'm on my truck, what, like, I mean, whatever, like whatever. Yeah. I mean, you have the, the freedom to own the rest of the day, the way you want it to, you don't have to add more things just to be busy. And I think that's the key to when you said most people are busy, but not productive. Cause it's so true. We fill our days with all these tasks that like at the end of the day, do they really matter? Or you're like, well, I want to watch TV cause I want to wind down. Or I think like the biggest thing for me, this isn't like a goal, but it relates to my mood and, and my things is like, if I sleep in I feel like my whole day's done, gone, wasted, because I typically can't do my whole morning routine, which is only 30 minutes or whatever, like, even the days, like, the last two days, I slept till 630, and I still kind of felt like I was sleeping in because it didn't give me as much time um, before the kids wake up as I had been used to, and, like, that's a 630 in the morning, <laughs> so I think it's just a matter of um, really knowing yourself knowing what you want to accomplish and then breaking it down smaller and smaller till it's in basically bite-sized pieces you can do every day. Because for example, you, you talk about those five tasks, moving the needle. Well, if you're moving the needle a little bit each day, Ed Milet talked about this a little bit, or, or somebody did on one of his things. It's like, if you're improving 1% each day, uh, who was that that said that?
0: I, don't know if you're talking about that, I can't remember who it was. But anyways,
1: if, if you're improving even just 1% every day, you're doing one more thing every day and you're improving 1% every day over the span of a year, it's like 111% or, or something. It was, it was something like that. That math could totally be wrong. But you're going to be way ahead of where you were than if you just do what you have to every day. So just mm-hmm. by doing one more thing every day or one task that moves the needle, like you're already going to be putting yourself in a better position. Mm-hmm. After 365 days.
0: Well, there's a book um, called The Compound Effect by Darren Hardy, and it's a really it's a really good book. But it talks about you know people think about compounding interest and things like that when it comes to investing or different things. But um, the power compounding doesn't just it doesn't just work for money. It works in all aspects of your life. You know, like kind of the workout thing. Like if I do if you're starting out today, you might not be able to do 100 straight push-ups if you haven't done a push-up in five years. But you can probably do five, maybe 10. So you can do five, do five, do five. Then you can get to six. Then you get to eight. Then maybe you're stuck at eight for three days. Then you're at nine. Then you jump up to 12. And you're stuck at 12 for a day or two. Then you're at 18. And you'll gradually build and build and build. And then you'll be able to get there. You're not always going to start where you want to be. But you can build to it and surpass it. And so what most people do is, they can't do 100 push-ups, so they never start. But you got to start, and you have to build to that. And then at some point, you might be able to get past that. But it's it's little, it's little things done consistently over time will give you big results.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I guess to kind of like wrap up, thinking about it in that way, what are a handful, three to five little tasks you can do every day that'll help get you to your goals? Like that's what I want you guys to think about because the things you do every day are what is going to contribute to your success in life. It's not going to be, oh, well, I made this one sale that made me, you know, $20,000. Okay, that's a one sale of $20,000. But what if every day you sell $1,000? Well, in a month, you've already surpassed that. So I think it's, it's really important to see how big and effective the little things are and that's my biggest takeaway in all of it is like if I can do these few things every single day and like you said it's compounding it's building I'm going to be leaps and bounds ahead of where I used to be and that's why my goal is one chapter a day of a book a chapter is typically you know 15 to 25 pages it's not that much when when you break it down but that means if I have a book that's 10 to 15 chapters in two weeks I've read a book and my goal was to read, you know, a book a month. Well, if I just do it that way and I just chunk it down and pick it, you know, by day instead of, you know, looking at the bigger time frame, I can actually get a lot more done. What's that one thing you always say? People always underestimate.
0: Well, I'm going to say that.
1: Well, go don't, ahead. Don't
0: steal my thunder, Courtney. Go
1: ahead. Because I don't, um, don't want to butcher it.
0: Well, I was just going to say, so we live in a now society, instant gratification. People want everything right now. But I think when it comes to goal setting and achievement, and a lot of things, people overestimate what they can do in a day and they underestimate what they can do in a decade. So, really, what you need to focus on is doing the little things often, and you're going to get where you want to go.